Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello and welcome to the Dom Harvey Podcast, brought to you by Radix Nutrition and the Generate Kiwi Saver Scheme. Coming up. Kings. So for me, all I could do was punch walls and like be exert anger. It's not that I was necessarily angry. It was just frustration of being able to say like, I didn't get that. Could you try again? <laughs> Shut up, sir. <laughs> Still angry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> If you Google Kings, you can find out his song Don't Worry About It was number one on the New Zealand charts for 33 weeks, making it a record. An absolutely incredible feat. For perspective, the previous best was Lord's Royals, which was number one for 16 weeks. But this conversation isn't about that. It's jam-packed with stuff you won't find anywhere else. His journey of raising a daughter after he became a teenage dad. The impact of therapy to deal with his anger issues as a kid. His complicated relationship with food, which resulted in him getting a gastric sleeve operation, coping with sudden fame, regrets about doing an New Zealand safety video, going on the traitors reality TV show, finding religion, and much, much more. I loved getting to know Kings better, and I'm sure you guys will as well. Just before we crack into it, quick word about our sponsors who are making these conversations possible, Radix Nutrition, first of all, and Generate Kiwi Saver Scheme. Radix Nutrition have just made an incredible leap forward with the release of their V9 version 9 meal range. These freeze-dried, just-add-water meals stack up nutritionally and taste amazing. You won't believe the vast range of flavours either. If you're really busy or just too lazy to cook but still want to eat well, you have to give these a go. Check them out, radixnutrition.co.nz. Radix is spot R-A-D-I-X. This episode is also brought to you by the Generate KiwiSaver Scheme. Generate is an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of chart-topping long-term performance. I recently moved my KiwiSaver account to Generate after meeting one, one of their friendly advisors. The meeting was really helpful. I learned stuff about KiwiSaver that I'd never really considered before, and the bottom line is this. If I'd done it sooner, my KiwiSaver savings would probably be worth more than they are now. If you want to make sure you're making the most of your KiwiSaver account, talk to a Generate advisor now. Head to generatekiwisaver.co.nz forward slash get advice. A copy of their product disclosure statement can be found there too. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited and of course, past performance does not guarantee future returns. All right, let's get into it. Kings on the Dom Harvey podcast. Yeah, man, nice, nice crib. I, thank you so much. Thank you so I really appreciate you being on my podcast. There'll be a lot of people that um, aren't familiar with the name, but mm. I reckon there wouldn't be anybody listening to this or watching this that doesn't know your song. Right. The way podcasts work uh, and with Spotify and stuff, I can't play any of the song here. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> you don't need a flag. <laughs> so if only the, uh, the, the singer-songwriter was in the room right now. <laughs> yeah, so, so your song, Don't Worry About It, the uh, most successful single in New Zealand history, number one for 33 weeks. Mm. That's the one that goes... Um, 
Run free, boy, run, run free. free. Is what I would have said to the young me. Yeah, man. And it just, it's got that sound. It starts, ooh, ah. Yeah. And you just feel good when you hear it. Yeah, man. I felt good when I made it. 2016, that Don't Worry About It came out. Yeah. And from like an outsider's perspective, it felt like um, you, you were just this thing that came from out of nowhere. But as I've discovered with this podcast, doing this almost two years, speaking to some amazing people, that is very rarely the case. Yeah. It's like um, the iceberg sort of picture where for sure, for sure. that's the tip and people don't see what's underneath the water. Yeah. yeah what was life like pre-2016? God, pre-2016. Shit. I can't even remember that far back. How long, like how long were you making music pre-Don't Worry About It? So, yeah, I was making music for, man, close to seven years by then. Um, I was producing for ads, so like TV commercials, things like that. And, um, hey, Kanye. Hey. <laughs> <He's> very excited. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so it was about seven years of kind of commercial work. Um, and I'd been writing and producing for tons of different artists. Um, but I'd never given myself that shot, you know, so... Um, don't worry. Why? Why was was that? Um, was that a self esteem thing? A self belief thing? Mm, that's a good question. Uh, I think it was like navigating the the scope of things. Like I wasn't even sure who I wanted to be. I knew what I looked up to. I looked up to like Timberland producer, uh, Kanye, as we were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. I looked up to these people, but I was like, what do I bring? And I did think it was production for a long time. Um, so yeah, well, it wasn't so much confidence. I think I was just trying to navigate the mm-hmm. waters. And then when I did finally get into writing i loved it i really love writing music mm. um and i would say it was like accumulation of the seven years of production mixed with the love for songwriting and the marriage yeah, yeah. you mentioned tv ads yeah 2011 you had like an uh, an ad in malaysia for kfc <laughs> yeah what? Pizza. What? Well, that's so <laughs> random what was it well, was just, a, just a beat? Uh, yeah, so uh, I was working for an agency, <laughs> and they send you these briefs, and it'll be like KFC or McDonald's, like happy brief. And you have to make happy music in 30 seconds with the KFC in mind. And so, um, yeah, I was making shit like that all the time, bro. And, <laughs> like and, random, like s- random sound bites. And, and the money's good for, for those sort of things? Uh, it was good for what I was doing, which was getting paid nothing, <laughs> you know? So to get, like, a couple hundred bucks to do that was, was awesome for me. Um, and, again, it was another chance for me to hone my skills, get better at what I do. And, yeah, yeah, it wasn't, like, it wasn't massive money, bro. Mm. No, I think now it would be. Yes, yeah, so, so I'm, I'm trying to get my head around this. Was it, so why did, why did you stick with the music and not get, like, a, a nine-to-five job? Because you're, you're a young, young dad mm. at the time. Yeah. Uh, you became a dad at 18, yeah, no, uh, 19. 19. Yeah, 19 so yeah. teen, teenage dad. Yeah. There must have been like immense, and, and you're, um, we'll get into this later, but you're like the, the sole carer. Like yeah. you've been mum and dad, which is, um, it's so cool. Yeah. Um, oh, cool. It's cool. one, one, one of those. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I'm sure it's, yeah. um, I'm sure there's so many challenges, but, uh, <laughs> but it's like, um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's so much to, to unpack and chip away at with you, mm-hmm. but, um, you've got a complex relationship with, um, with your dad and you're yes. from a broken family. Yes. And the fact that, You've taken this path where you've been like a sole carer for your daughter. Mm. It's bloody cool. It's breaking the cycle. Yeah. But I'm guessing like being a, a young dad with a daughter and all the pressure that comes with that must be pressure to like get a normal job and get regular income. For sure, bro. Yeah. I, I do remember the conversation uh, vividly, bro. I was literally, you can't do music anymore. You have to go. This is my mum talking to me, by, yeah. way, by the way. Um, if you're going to have this kid, you need to go get a job. Uh you need to take care of this kid. And I was like, I do want to take care of this kid, 
but I want to do music. <laughs> I was like, I need, I need to do music. You know, it was at a time where I was like, if I don't do something creative, I'm gonna murder myself. You know what I mean? And it got, mm. and it was that quite serious. Um, and you know, I stuck to my guns. I, I didn't get a job. I ended up going on the benefit. You know. Thank you, Labour. Was it Labour back then? <laughs> whoever, whoever it was back then. Um, and, and I was able to do a music course. I learned how to produce music. Shout out to AD Keel. I don't know if you know. She, she's uh, Nisha Mystic's first manager. Mm, yeah. So some... Love Nisha Mystic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They actually, uh, fun, fun fact, when um, uh, me and JJ got married in 2004, they played at the wedding. <laughs> they awesome. played at the we wedding. We just went to his wedding. One of the wedding... Uh, Don... Don, oh, Donald, Donald, Donald yeah, yeah. We just went to his uh, wedding. Oh, how That's good. Like, so. yeah, no, they were, Full circle. Because they, they were a massive radio band at the time, and they were like, oh, hey, we'll play your wedding. We're on the house, on the house. And oh, then um, one thing I didn't realise is like just how much kit they had and yeah. stuff. So we had to fly six, six of them to Queenstown. Yeah, yeah. On the all. house, but you got to pay for the air travel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's They were so good, though. Yeah, yeah. Right, so what would you have done as a job? Man, <laughs> I'd, I'd had jobs here and there. I was folding boxes for a Target. Uh, the material company, so I was folding boxes. I got pretty good at folding boxes, bro. Because um, you literally do that for about six hours a day. Um, I did... What else did I do? Paper route. I was a laborer. I was taking care of my friends, like... I feel like I was taking care of my friends, like, gear and, like, holding it as, like, a storage for music gear and, mm. like, anything I could do. Producing music for ads. Whatever I could do to kind of prove to my mum... I don't have to get this job. <laughs> like, yeah, like yeah. yeah, I'll do anything but get a job, you know. That's so good. In, in hindsight, it's probably good that she, like, applied that, like, pressure on you, breathing yeah. down your neck or whatever you want yeah, to call it. Yeah, bro, I think it's, a, yeah, for yeah. sure. Like, she, there was a reality to what she was asking. She was actually asking me to be a, a good father, you know. Yeah. Um, and bless her, you know. Like, I, I, I was selling her a pipe dream. I'm like, I'm going to be a paid musician. And it's hard to see that when it doesn't look like that, you know. So, um, yeah, she, she's awesome. She's a huge supporter of mine now, obviously. She loves me dearly. I love her dearly. Yeah, and you, well, you, I mean, you kind of manifested this, didn't you? I feel like. I feel yeah. like. Yeah, you, you're, you're a hardworking dude. So, oh, you're uh, a fucking hardworking runner, bro. I feel like you're, you're, all, all you're doing is running. <laughs> Every time I see you running yeah, on your yeah. stories, I'm like, oh, mate, do I, you ever sit still? I'm, I'm sure a therapist could have a field day on it. Like, what, what are you running from? What are you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's got to be some um, something behind it. But <laughs> yesterday we were going to do this podcast and it had to be rescheduled because you had like a writing session. And then I, I was listening today on my run to your new album that's just come out, your fifth album, Dancing, which yeah. says your your final final rap. What, why? So you've just put out a new album. What are you working on writing now? Man, uh, <laughs> I'm doing so. Are you just always writing? Yeah, man. It's funny. My partner kind of snickered at me just then because she <laughs> she understands like not many people get a behind the scenes to what it's like to be with someone like that. It's not all fun. Like a lot of it is difficult to deal with someone who's like. Present and not present in the same time, um, so I understand it is difficult. But I, yeah, I'm always writing, bro. I'm always writing stuff. I got a new project called Sergeant Nick, which I won't get too much into. But it's a it's a dance project, and it's not rap. It's like the complete mm. opposite. Yeah, because you've said that this fifth album, uh, Dad's Son, is your last rap album. Is it sort of? Like, it feels like it's almost like your autobiography and uh, sure. something that you've done for your daughter. For sure. Yeah, so you, your daughter's how old now? Uh, she's now 13. Yeah. 12, 13, yeah. So the, there's, there's a song in there where you talk about the um, finding out you're, you're pregnant and uh, you go through, you know, do I keep the baby, baby do I not keep the baby? <laughs> yeah. yeah, like um, how does she feel about that? Oh, man, that's funny. That's funny. <laughs> she, um, she doesn't like, 
you know, I'm still the not cool dad. I'm still in the <laughs> same. Dad. I'm still yeah. in the same church as everyone else. Yeah. So when I release the song, she's like, "It's not that cool." <laughs> Even though, like, maybe her friends like, "He's so cool." She'd be like, "No, it's not that cool." <laughs> and so I'm, I'm still dealing with that. You know. Yeah. Um, so she has heard those songs, and, and I think she she gets a cool perspective because it's like it's not me talking to her. I'm literally rapping. So um, yeah, she doesn't have too many thoughts about it though. I think mm. I think she just laughs and she's like, "Oh." See you drink, <laughs> like see, see you drink alcohol. You're telling me when I grow up, I'm not allowed to. I'm like, yeah, well, <laughs> it's quite funny the takeaways that kids can get yeah, from these things. Fully, eh? fully, fully. And and there's um, I don't know what the what what the name for them is, whether it's like a skit or an interlude or whatever you call it. Yeah. But there's a, a couple of spoken bits in there. Yes, um, that's how the album opens, and it's you, it's young you talking to a, you today, um, a as, yeah. a, as as a therapy session. Mm. Is that true? You you were seeing a therapist when you were eleven, man. From eleven to seventeen, yeah. How often? Like weekly, fortnightly? Yeah, weekly, bro. Every Friday from school. And for anger management, anger management, um, I I had trouble kind of sitting still. Um, my mum did think I had ADD, and I think I was diagnosed by the school person. They said, "Oh, you know, exhibiting ADHD." I'm still not sure if I do, but. The counselling was kind of a place to go where I felt safe to talk uh, about things that were happening at home or, like, just creatively have a talk. Sometimes we'd sit and do nothing, you know, like, just draw. I'd be drawing. Mm. Um, but it was just a space for me, and I had that space for years. Yeah, man. That's a lot of work. Yeah. And and at a very young age, too. Yeah. Why, why were you so fucked up? <laughs> That's a great question. <laughs> Bro, I don't even – I still feel like I still am very much that way. Um, no, no. But, well, yeah. oh, well, can I just say you you may still feel that way, but the um, um, like the, the kings that I've got to know, and this is only since 2016, mm. is just like hardworking, disciplined, reliable, mm. always on time, always courteous, always polite, always nice. I don't yeah, know. Right. I don't know. I don't. I don't know what what you what you see when you look in the mirror. But maybe from an outsider's of- perspective, it, he's he's a good man. Maybe it was all that work. <laughs> Maybe well, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a lot of work. I was uh, like in my uh, mid-40s before I went to a therapist for the first time. And, really? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, wow. I probably should have done it a long time yeah. earlier. I don't know if 11's the right age yeah. either, but I mean, yeah, maybe in between. Yeah. What, why, why, why so late for you? I, I think I was just scared. Because yeah. you're, you're like, where do I start? Like, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Like, where do I start? But you, as soon as you get into that room, you realize, oh, they're the trained professional. They'll, yeah. they'll, they'll lead. For sure. Um, so that's a, that's a, yeah, that's a lot of work. Why, yeah. why were you so angry? Man, I would. I don't know if anger was a fair assessment of what I was. I think the frustration from not being able to communicate effectively, like so, I could only. It's like the equivalent of a baby trying to yell like I'm hungry, right? And like all they can do is cry. So for me, all I could do was punch walls and like be exert anger. It's not that I was necessarily angry. It was just frustration of being able to say like. I didn't get that. Again. Shut up, sir. Oh, <laughs> still angry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Smash that fucking boat down. Um, yeah, yeah. So it was, uh, yeah, the frustration of being able to say things like, like, I miss my dad, you know, not not being able to say those words as a kid because you don't even know that that's what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, again, when my dad wasn't around, you know, I'm like yearning for a male uh, energy that I don't have and I don't know how to say that so I'm 
punching walls and throwing rocks at windows and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. So, mm. so you're just angry and you just don't know how to articulate for, it. For that sure, age. for yeah. sure. And yeah. yeah, like, I mean, man, as a kid, bro, I look at kids now and I think they're so advanced in some ways. And then I think they're also silly in a lot of ways. <laughs> yeah. You got tech because they can read anything. They can Google things now and they, they seem smart. Uh, even my daughter, like, she'll, she'll tell me things that I, I didn't know about emotions. Like, she'll say, oh, Dad, you know, this feeling comes from this. And did you know that if you talk about this, I'm like, how are you this young and understanding? Mm. Um, so it's, it's a new world where back then I think it was a lot more about shut up. <laughs> like, just shut up and get on with it. You know, go for a run. Yeah. <laughs> how, how old are you? Now? I'm yeah. 33. 33. Yeah. Yeah, see, I'm I'm fifty. I'm a, I'm a, like I'm almost like another generation, like uh, like older than you. And right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you must think the same about yeah, us. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, you got fucking. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. I'm, I'm guessing there's been like just just huge like seismic leaps, like in the last in the last generation in terms of technology sure, and man. information and everything. For sure. So yes, yeah, so, so go back to the real early years. So yes. um, so your mum and dad broke up when you were a young age. Yeah, young. Yep. Dad, dad's Māori, mum's Samoan, but yep. was adopted out to a Pālangi family. Did some research, good man, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> and they broke, were they ever together with you or did, it, did he yeah, bounce Yeah, yeah, so I, I got a couple years, uh, I think, with dad. I want to say five, age of five or six. Yeah. So I remember him. Like there, there's memories for sure and I, I see photos, so he was around. Um, but it, like do I like – as a kid, you don't know. You're making, sh- you're, you're piecing it together as you go, you know. So all of a sudden, dad's not there, and you just think, oh, he's probably just gone to the shop. Like, you know, you just, you don't know. You're just like, oh, he'll be around soon. And then you see him in a weekend, and you're like, oh, he's back. And you, you piece it together. Right. Um, with very horrible tools. You're piecing together like a fucking clay thing that you have no idea how to do. So, um, mm. bad analogy. But yeah, the the absence was. I wasn't sure if I knew he was around or not. I just felt he was absent. Yeah. Mm. And and your mum, there was a, a nasty breakup, right? So she, yeah, I don't she talked shit like, about him? Yeah, I don't think they liked each other too much. <laughs> <laughs> and my, my mum, for, for fair reason, you know, I, I think about these, there's so many kids that I know that have gone through the similar thing of having a broken home. And sometimes the mum will react in a, in a way because she's been hurt, you know, um, whether it be cheating with physical, whatever yeah. it is. And the reaction without her knowing could affect the kids, you know, but, mm. but I have to forgive her and knowing that she didn't have the tools to communicate that either. So, um, yeah, she's just probably just like projecting her yeah, yeah, anger. She's just angry, yeah, and yeah. Bro, fair enough. I'd be pissed off too. You yeah. should have sent her to anger me. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe she was sending me because she was secretly like, "What did you learn? <laughs> what tools did you?" Yeah, yeah. but um, you, did she, did she, you look back now from yeah. the perspective of um, a guy that's been you doing the solo dad thing. Did yeah. she do a good job? Is it? I think she did a great yeah. job. Yeah, yeah. She raised us well. Like she raised us well, man. I'm, I'm a courteous guy. I, Respectful to women for the most part. Um, she's taught me how to be lovely. Saying please and thank you. Or something. Oh, yeah. You know, she was she ingrained that and meant to be courteous. I pull chairs out. I yeah. pour people glasses of water. And just that's innate in me from her. Yeah. Um, my, my dad's taught me how to be a businessman and how to be a man more recently. Um, but yeah, my, my mom lives within me and my dad. How do, how do you mean what I speak about being a man? Hmm. Walking tall, 
Yeah, being able to walk tall and I don't know if you remember when we first started uh, when I, 2016 when I first started doing radio runs. Bro, my shoulders are hunched back. I see photos and stuff of it. I was really nervous, scared to be in a room and take up space. Um, oh, so you try and sort of make yourself small? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah just naturally doing that. And um, I, I, you, I never, I, I never, I never noticed that. I, I just thought you were a humble guy. Oh, that's, that's like, 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 like a guy that was sort of, you yeah. know how we talked before about uh, the iceberg thing. And yeah, it, it sort of felt like you were just suddenly in the spotlight, like a like a deer in the that's, spotlight. That's, but I, that's what happened. Man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I guess for someone who I would consider myself an introvert, which is awkward because I'm a performer, right? But yeah, it, it did feel. I did feel like a, um, a deer in headlights is a good way to put it. Mm. So my, my dad kind of being in my life taught me how to pull my shoulders back, take take the space and and own it. Mm. Yeah. Shit, so you're still doing work, eh? Yeah. You're still a, still a work in progress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, bro, forever, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, until, until we're gone, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, that's cool. I, I, um, I fully agree. It's, yeah. like, it's like a growth mindset. But I think a lot, a lot of people just – sort of give up and they go, well, this is how I am. Yeah. You know, take it or leave it. You think so? I think yeah. a lot of people are like that, but uh, I think it's a, it's, a, it's a great way to be, to you know, always have um, work-ons and always be tweaking and trying yeah. to improve yourself. Yeah, I actually never thought of it like that. Like, I, I, I figure everyone's trying to do the right thing and get better, but maybe yeah. you're right. I, I, yeah. everyone, everyone, everyone wants to wants to be the best version of themselves, but yeah, it, does yeah. take, it does take work. It does take a lot of work, yeah. So yeah, you, yeah. Can, you can wish it, but that's not going to make it happen, <laughs> Yeah, yeah it? that's not going to do shit. Yeah, like <laughs> I, I, I'm, I, I feel like I'm better at communicating on this podcast than what I am with some of my personal relationships, and I know ah. that's something that I'm trying to work on. You know, oh, just get a camera in between you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Have we going to do a chat? Just get a microphone in between? I don't know, and, and uh, yeah, yeah, and, and, and I'm... Um, I'm, I'm obsessed with like pleasing people, and I'll, I'll sometimes say wow. yes to things. And then afterwards, I'll be like, "Fuck, why did I say yes to that?" Ah, okay. I, yeah. I, I, I want to know. Is that why you were here today? No, 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 bro. That's actually quite. That 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 was never a thing. Weirdly, I know what you mean because I think I don't know if it's a human thing. Like we like to just go, yeah, bro, yeah, I'll see you, you know. But I think for me, when I started doing business, that attitude isn't always great. Like, if you start saying yes to everything, you burn yourself out. Mm. I can't be there for my daughter because I'm doing 300 other things. Yeah. And so I actually learned by being a dad and a business owner that the power of no is actually a lot stronger than um, the power of yes. So, mm. Yeah. I say, Absolutely. I say no a lot more these days. That's good. It's a powerful word, eh? Hey? Yeah. No, it's and, really and to mean it, like, no, mm. I still love you, you know? Like, hey, bro, no, but I love you. Mm. And, and, Yeah. Yeah, I think people respect that honesty. Your mum and dad split when you yes. were like, say, five-ish or so. So who's in the house? It's you and your older brother. Me, my older brother, my little sister, and my mum. Yeah. yeah. So you, your, um, your older brother, he was kind of like your male, your male figure in he, your life? He became it, yeah. He yeah. kind of was thrust into it, I guess, just right. by, by, by default. Um, strong dude, man. Very, very strong character. Yeah. Mm. And was he, he, was, he was a bit of a low-key bad dude? Yeah. Oh, not Loki. <laughs> he's just a he's just a gangster man. I, I think for my for people like me, Maori Polynesian, it's not uncommon to have a man thrust into that role early, and then to have to wield the responsibilities of a young father, brother, mm. yeah, or cousin. Yeah. But I feel like I'm doing this a lot. It feels like we're having 
having a root. <laughs> I like every time I laugh. Sorry, bro. If that comes on your thing, sorry, bro. Yeah, yeah. No, that's good. That's definitely not being edited out. So, 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 so you were, from what I've, what I've read, you were sort of heading down that path as well. Like, uh, yeah, oh, bro. You had, you had street smart, so you never got in trouble. But what, nah. were, you, what were you doing? Just like dealing weed? Yeah, yeah bro. Oh, it's so funny. Like, it's funny because I know my daughter might watch this, but. <laughs> like, yeah, like, bro, survival. Survival is the best way to put it. Like, it wasn't that I was doing one thing or anything. It's just survival. Like, you do what you can. At that age, um, I had a big chip on my shoulder around blaming the police and white people for problems. That I think that just comes in with the narrative of being in the hood. Um, so I had these kind of chips on my shoulder. And, and to fall into line, you play ball. You know what I mean? You You go with your cousins to these places and you go to these house parties and you do these things that they do because there's no other no one telling you don't do that you know mm. so you're just rolling with the punches um yeah yeah so yep i was i was doing stupid shit for sure when i was younger. Mm. Yeah. You, you ever get caught or get in trouble or? i think the worst thing i got caught was like spray painting um and it was literally caught red-handed <laughs> like yeah. i yeah. spray painted and there's red paint <laughs> in my hands the cops come and they're like who's been spray painting i was like not me Check my hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Red paint. Actually, yeah. There's a line about that in that um, that album we're talking about, Dad's yeah, yeah, Son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so, then, so then, what happens? They, they, uh, you get diversion. You get in trouble. They just take they, you home. They take you home. They tell you to clean your shit. You clean your thing. It was lucky. It was wet, so it came off. And then I uh, got home and I'd get a get a hiding. Yeah, mm, from, from your mum. Yeah, for being annoying. It, was she? Um, it's funny. It does sound like I'm, I'm from I'm from a middle class white family, but it was the same sort of thing. I remember being like 14, 15, Me and my mates like um, this is when you used to get like little double happy firecrackers. Oh yeah, sick. Like, yeah, yeah. like tiny little dynamite sticks. So yeah. we'd go and um, me and a bunch of mates would go like knock on people's doors, light one, and then run off. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah, the, yeah. the police gave me a ride home, and I remember they dropped all my mates off first, and then I was last. I was like, please, can you guys just drop me around the corner? Like my dad's going to give yeah, me a yeah, fucking yeah. You're going to smack. Yeah. And it was like um, it was never it was never like a beating or anything. It was always like a done and. In the terms of a correctional sort of environment, mm. like put me over the bed and give yeah. me the belt, right. and he'd say, "This is going to hurt me more than it hurts you." Yeah. Absolute bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I see the belt. But, but was was your mum? Yeah, was was it a controlled? <laughs> yeah, it, it wasn't like I think a belt is probably your dad being nice. You know, he's found something that's kind of like I think my mum would just. I'm painting her out to be like horrible. No, 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 because it's um, and I, I like I share my parents' story is um, you know, like I suppose a vulnerability exchange in a way because it's like you know your parents do the best they can, yeah, yeah, tools they've got at that time, yeah, fully. And so, well, if you imagine like a growing young boy, uh, a slap's not going to work anymore, so you've got to find other things. So, So how how old were you then with the the spray paint? Oh man, shit, that's quite young too. I want to say. 13, 14? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's kind of a bit of a blur, but it's a, it's all in that young teenage um, era. Mm. I was even drinking at that age, where I was drinking at 12. Um, yeah, H- Hennessy, I believe, according yeah. to the, <laughs> yeah. the album I heard today. Bro, it, it's gross, man. It's gross, to, it's gross to think, like my daughter's 12, bro, you know? I look at her now and I think, fuck, I could not imagine her drinking a bottle of a 40 ounce in a park. Yeah. But... So well, what were you doing? You were just trying to numb the pain or just like escape yourself or I wouldn't even be say it was, cool? Or? Yeah, it wasn't even that conscious, to be honest. It, it was, again, following the pack and just trying to just kick it with with my friends and they were all into the same thing. We all had similar upbringing, similar mm. childhood, so we all 
it was just the way it was. Mm. Yeah. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. So when was the, when was the last time your mum disciplined you? I would have been around that age because eh? I was just Guess too big. Yeah, you know, I'm too big, and she was like, "Oh, well, fucking fuck. <laughs> just start saying yeah. mean things." Yeah, just stupid. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's yeah, it's hard, and we'll get to this with you know your journey with parenthood as well. But it's hmm. like it's hard when you're fulfilling both roles. Like you can't be. It's hard to be the nurturing, yeah. loving mum, and also the disciplinarian of the I, household I was, with some wayward boys. For sure. As I am older now, and I look back at it, I do, I do understand. She had two roles to play, yeah, um, and she had to exercise uh, what she did um, for the betterment of us, you know. Yeah, yeah. There's a, a massive article I read about you in one of the papers earlier this year. Oh, um, I think it was when the TV show The Traders came out. Ah, shit. Sure. Yeah. Um, you, you said in this article um, you didn't think you'd do very well on a show like Traders because you're trying to live your life with um, integrity now. Ah, uh, yeah. That was sure. the, yeah. I, I, that was a while ago. Right? Yeah, was that yeah. this year? Was this yeah, year? Yeah, earlier this year. I was quite puzzled when I read that line because, as I said, I've known you for like the last six or seven years or whatever, mm. and you've always seemed like a, a dude with integrity to me. That's really good. That's nice, bro. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, it's easy to wear a mask in front of people for 30, mm. 30 seconds. <laughs> um, I think when, when all the cameras are on, I can, anyone can, you know, you can put on a face. Um, and I think what I meant by integrity, or at least being a man of integrity, was to to exude it not only in my life but in my professional life where I feel like in my professional life I was I'd hit this stroke of success that I'd never hit before and, and no one in, in my family had hit with that kind of actually no I like my uncle Slade McFarlane was a rugby player he had a massive thing of success but um, I'd hit the success from coming from the streets where I was telling you about and then to to have to navigate the business world with like corporates and talk percentages and like lawyer fees and all this shit was like was quite scary for me so I, I I pretended like I knew like fake it till you make it for sure okay and um and so that integrity line was like I'm done with that I'm gonna just be who I am yeah awesome yeah yeah so you, you became a dad at uh, like eight you got pregnant at 18 19, dad at 18, 19 19 yeah yeah and this autobiogra- autobiographical album you sort of like sing through that and you talk yeah, about um, how it was sort of unplanned and how you got told yeah um, what was your relationship with the mum it was like a just a, a, like a one night stand a fleeting sort of a brief <laughs> yeah. relationship yeah the way the song kind of interpreted it it was like it was like a one night stand and kind of kind of like I, I won't you know, for her respect, and I've actually never spoken about her too much on these things because mm. um, 
because we didn't in in a great manner. We talk now, of course, for Navalny's sake, but um, I'd rather save face for her. Mm-hmm. So I won't say too much other than we we um, we were way too young to have a kid together. Way too young. Way too young. Yeah, and in, in the song you talk about the. Um, it's funny because you're adults, but you're just very young adults at the time. But oh, fuck, we weren't adults, bro. <laughs> Nineteen is the, I, I I consider myself now a late teenager at this age. Yeah, bro. like even kind of you saying you you were going into um, therapy at this age, like your mind must be blown with like what you didn't know about yourself. Like you must feel that way. Yeah, yeah, I, I do, and it's exciting learning the stuff yeah. about yourself. Like, oh, that's why I do this thing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, and so like that world, I feel like I'm still doing that today. So. I do feel like a teenager in a sense that um, of learning. Yeah. yeah. And uh, just like what we were talking about before about your integrity, I think, um, yeah, the fact that you don't really want to say too much about um, mm. the baby mama. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I think that, that's, that speaks a lot of integrity. But yeah. it's, it's, you made the decision to, to keep it. How, I don't, if you don't want to get into this, that's fine. But sure. how, did, how did you end up being the sole carer? Yeah, so that, that was, uh, I can only relay my version of what happened. Yeah. Um, we had an arrangement that we were going to do a split custody thing um, and she felt she had opportunities somewhere else uh, for her career. Um, she took those opportunities and I stayed with Bubba and that just went on a lot longer than I think was anticipated. Hmm. That's my version of the story. I'm sure she'll tell you something else and that's fine. Yeah, But you're not talking shit about her or anything? No, no, saying. of you're course just, not. Right? Yeah, no. Everyone's got their version of it. That must have been fucking daunting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you, so you got this baby. Yeah. Um, pretty fucking. <laughs> there's a saying like it takes a takes a takes a village to raise a mm. child or whatever. Was that the case with you? Did you have like yeah. a family support? I was, man, I was so grateful with my family, man. Like I talk it up like I'm solo dad, but solo solo to me is that I was the sole carer. But man, my my mum and dad came to the party. They looked after me and my mental health. They allowed me to pursue music. So whenever I had a gig or like karaoke night i'd go to these uh gigs and they'd watch them for the night and i'm grateful for that man honestly mm. grateful I, I if i was actually myself and a baby in a room uh, who know, like that that's my solo journey was with my family yeah and i'm very grateful like, yeah. yeah oh that's really cool yeah yeah what so how old is she now so yeah 12 13 bro yeah what's your relationship like uh, really really tight <laughs> yeah tight bro yeah too tight you know too tight. We're best friends almost to a degree. And it's not good when you're trying to discipline someone. <laughs> and then she'll, you know, you'll be like, hey, go do this. She'll be like, nah. I'm like, fucking hell. You know? And um, I've, also, I've also tried my best to not go down beating. Just because it happened to me, I'm like, oh, mm. well, I know the benefits, not the benefits, sorry. I know the not benefits of having that happen. Um, so I've tried my best to not ever physically thing with her so we talk so much bro mm. we'll spend like two hours talking about if she's done something at school you know and I have to explain to her what she's done and it's such a long process Where I, and I even think like oh no wonder mum smacked me because it's like it's, it's easy oh, yeah, it's like oh shut the fuck up I've got to go to work <laughs> you know yeah that's cool I, I noticed in the, um, in the in the early days of your career I say early days of your career but after Don't Worry About It came out you'd, you'd have her on uh, your social media platforms for about yeah. you don't anymore no is that a conscious decision bro i had a fuck man you don't know fame i don't know if you had that with being on radio all the time but people recognize you on the street you, you probably get that still now mm, yeah, yeah people to see you out and they hey so i started getting that which was the new experience and i was cool with that 
but someone went up to my daughter and I wasn't there. Like I was at the food court. She was in the mall, like up, up by the ice cream place. And someone went up to her and was like, I love your dad's music. Tell him I said, hey. And so she comes back from the ice cream shop and she's like, dad, some guy came up to me and said that he likes your music. And that was the moment I was like, how the fuck did he know that you're my daughter? This is yuck. And so I took her off everything. I had a panic moment. And I was like, fuck that. I don't want anyone going up to her. And she was too young for that, I felt like. Yeah. How, yeah, how old at the time? Man, she was... She, she, was, she was in school, so five, five or six. <laughs> that seems really inappropriate. It's, cre- it's creepy as fuck, bro. It, it is. Creepy, yeah. were, you, were you wild? I, I, were you like, I, where is he? Where I, is he? I really did do that. Yeah, but I don't want to say that on your thing, but I was like, where the fuck is this guy? I'm going to smash him. Like, don't ever talk to my dog, bro. Uh, to me, it's just gross. Like, Yeah, like, it seems really weird. You could just recognize her and go, oh, cool, you know, but the fact that he went up, tell your dad, like, bro. Yeah. So anyway, I... I Took her off all my socials. I, I have her on now because she's a lot older. She understands a lot more. But back then, I was I was very, very nervous to have her out and about. Yeah. Mm. So 2016 rolls around. Don't worry about it. Comes out. Woo-hoo. What's the so what's the what's the story with that? Because the 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 music video, which is um up to like 3.4 million views on YouTube. Fuck is it? That's um yeah. Oh, shit. Awesome. Yeah, I want to get into the finances and stuff and how, <laughs> what sort of money you get from from a clip like that. I made millions. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that that video, so, so the video was shot before the song came out, and it yeah. shows you at like um, one of those blue sky parties or whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, so, yeah. so you were performing. I was pre. Performing don't worry with, about it. You know, generally. Yeah, generally. yeah. He does the breakfast show on George? Yeah, yeah. Good dude. Good friend. Good friend of mine. Like I, I, he's a family friend actually. So he was helping me get into the music scene. Um, I dropped a few songs with Dan Ox from Georgia Film as well. And Jeremy Lee was like, bro, do you want to come to Fiji? And I was like, fuck, like, fuck, yeah. Let's go. Uh, sweet. And like, they pay for the tickets and everything. And I emceed. And I thought, while I'm here, why not? Because I'm... So emceed as in like rapping? Rapping, or? yeah, yeah. yeah right. Like rap singing. And, uh, so there's a performer, but no one really... You, nah, I mean, I there's not, an underground bro. I was community. generally his mate. Yeah, okay. yeah, for sure. I was not Kings at the time. And um, yeah, so I... I just thought I'm never going to be in Fiji again. I should film a music video here. And um, that was inspiration, literally. Yeah. I was walking around with the camera. Lee was kind of like, bro, you're a bit, we're like, what are you doing? Come and chill with us. I'm like, no, no, no. This is my only opportunity because I'm never going to make it to Fiji again. You know, um, and I shot that music video there. Mm. So, so then how does, this, how does the song get out? Like, do you... Uh, George Femme, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So do you put it on SoundCloud or whatever or you just give, like, Lee a copy or Dan a copy? Yeah, I chucked it on SoundCloud. Um which for anyone who does a SoundCloud a thing anymore, I don't even I know. <laughs> yeah, SoundCloud, it's kind of like before Spotify. Yeah, I chucked it up on my my SoundCloud page. Georgia Femme gave it a couple spins because I was generally's friend and Dan Ox, and nothing happened, bro. To be honest, three months go by, nothing happens. It gets like maybe two thousand spins. I'm thinking that's a lot of spins for me, two thousand. Um, and I would say in the three four month mark shit just started getting crazy like i'd get an email from capital records being like hi did you release the song don't worry about it i'm like yeah like we'd like to talk to you about a deal and i'm like what like capital records and island records and warner and sony and so just from just from being played on george just being on yeah just being out was was there a moment that you felt the sort of groundswell like oh i don't know where this is gonna go but this is going it was about three four months in yeah. yeah so again like a normal release you just drop a song and then you hope for the best right um, and that's what I did, and I just did not expect it to do hmm. what it did. And 
Yeah. Really? That, yeah, that's interesting because I feel like it's it's one of those songs. That's, as soon as you hear it, as soon as you hear those opening oohs and ahs, yeah. just makes you feel a certain way. I, yeah. I feel like you know it just reeks of a hit. Yeah. Yeah. Really? I meant. Yeah. Did you, I, did you not feel? That I can you? confidently say no. I didn't think it. I was. I was sure I liked it. That was all I knew. I knew I liked it, and I knew that I was happy with the beat. And that's it, bro. Yeah. So I, you just had no expectation. Well, I suppose yeah. you had nothing to go on. Like, no yeah, I never know what a hit so. exactly, bro. I didn't know what a hit was. Yeah. So, so play, plays on George, and then other, other radio like um, the Edge, where the I was Edge at. Jumped on. And, that's where we got to catch up. Yeah. yeah and and ZM, they they jump on it as well. Yeah. How uh, fast do you think that was from there? Because I feel like that was quick. Like once I got on the Edge and ZM, because you guys were the at the time the stations like the mainstream yeah once mainstream we hit you guys it's yeah. like game over it's and, and crossover exactly yeah do, do, is radio still important does it still have a place oh man it, it's hard to like because oh, the reason i bring this up because I, I i noticed um when i was researching this interview um so don't worry about it massive on spotify but you've got a song called six figures which i'd hand on heart never heard of yeah right that's got more that's listens on spotify that's had no radio play that did pretty well too yeah uh my fm jumped on that actually oh did they but, but okay. i don't think it was the success of that song was um i guess the same thing bro like i really enjoyed the process of making it i liked the song it was the first time i'd seen six figures in my bank account that was literally why I wrote the song. <laughs> Six well, figures. Hey, what was that from? Like an advance from... Uh... Uh, it was a deal that I did, yeah. Wow. A deal when it was... Yeah, just... It was over six figures. It was a six-figure deal. Um, Fuck, from from who? Uh, with it, yeah, without getting into too much detail, yeah. it was just like a a couple contracts, one after the other. I can kind of say what it, it was. like a So the Air New Zealand thing was like a big thing. We, can, we don't have to talk about that, but I did it. Oh, New- <laughs> the safety video. That was a pretty big... That's right. I've, I forgot about the safety video. Yeah, you and... Was it Julian Dennison? Julian Dennison and um, another rapper called... Uh, oh, shit, I forget the name. Oh, Maynard. Maynard. Fuck. No way. You got like 100K. For doing- no, no, no. I won't oh. say exactly what I would say. <laughs> I won't say that. Um, but I will say it was a, a culmination of things in that time. Right. Okay, so you just had... The money's just started piling up. Yeah. Yeah, you look back now, did it, did it feel like it happened quite sudden, suddenly, quite quickly? From Don't Worry About It? Yeah. Like just yeah. Like, a, like an exponential curve? Yeah, 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 bro. Yeah. It really did, yeah, 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 for sure. I, I don't think anyone could be prepared for something like that, to be honest. Yeah, it's crazy. I put on, like, I put on a bunch of weight. Yeah, it was crazy. I remember, I remember not being sure who to trust. Do you know what I mean? Like even some of my friends that I hadn't talked to in a long time popped up again and I was like, how cool. <laughs> but then I'm thinking like, Wait, why are they popping up? I never even asked the question because you, you don't. And then you kind of see them hanging around more and weird mm. things and you feel like they're always saying your name. Like, oh, yo, yo, bro, the bro. Yeah, and I'm like, we weren't this close. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember being this close. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I can't relate, but I can imagine that's a level of um, sudden fame could be quite isolating. Yeah, it was isolating. Bro. That, that's actually the right word. I felt alone in a time where I was surrounded by people. Mm. Um I never get it well, I think. So n- number one for 33 weeks. How, how does that happen? So, so the, the previous uh, longest stay at number one, I think, was Lord with Royals, which yeah. was like 16 weeks. How does it... I, and I, I went back through to look at some of the charts, and it's it's not like it was a dry spell in music where there was no competition. Nah, you you man, know, there were some, some... big names, bro. Yeah, yeah, it was probably when Justin Bieber was at his peak. Yeah. Uh, Chainsmokers were at their peak. Yeah. There was a lot of competition. How do you start... Is that from, like, radio airplays or Spotify listens or... I'll give a shout out to Warner for that one. Well, Warner, I was signed to Warner for that single. Um, huge shout out to Warner. Shout out to Marty. Shout out to Phil. Uh, they 
they orchestrated that whole thing. They actually taught me how to create a hit. The song was a hit, like as you said, you, you heard it as a hit, but there's a machine behind it, bro, and it's like, it's so exciting to watch, you know? You got this radio interview at this time, you're going to do a photo shoot here, and that's going to talk to Nike, and Nike's gonna, it's like this beautiful machine uh, that I had the privilege, privilege of watching them do for Don't Worry About It, and I emulated it for six figures. So how did Warners come along? So they hear, they hear it on George or the Edge yeah. or whatever, and then... Yeah, so a uh, uh, shout-out to Matt Hedlund, who was a, my first manager, my first proper manager. Oh, was he? Yeah, you know Matt. <laughs> I love Matt. Yeah. Oh, yeah, sick. Yeah, he's a good dude. Oh, he looked after me. He's the one who started my, mm. my thing. I didn't know that. Of course you would know him, actually, from... No, no. I think you... I first met him when he was at, um, oh, hey, maybe at Warners. And yeah. um, we, we, we went on a trip to Beach Camera Island, Fiji, with Fur Patrol. And he was looking after <laughs> yeah. Fur Patrol at the time. Buzz, yes. <laughs> He's been looking after a lot of artists. Yeah, and and yeah, so yeah. I got an um, a email from Jay Bulletproof, who's passed away since, over his piece. And he said, yo, you've got to talk to Matt Hedlund. Um, he will look after you with all these emails coming in. He, he's the guy. So got on a call with Matt. I think he was on his honeymoon uh, with Steph. <laughs> And he goes, well, I'll call you back next week. And he calls me next week. We do a deal. And within a month, he's like got a deal with Warner. A good deal too. Like a really cool deal. And Don't Worry About It comes out. And the rest is kind of history from, from there mm. on. Like, but the, Don't Worry About It was already out, right? Yeah. Yeah, and, sorry. No, so no, was, no. Oh, oh, no. Sorry, sorry, no. Yes. Don't Worry About It was already out on my SoundCloud. But it hadn't officially been oh, okay. uh, released to radio. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and did they, they try and... Were they okay with the music video? No. <laughs> <'Cause it's, laughs> no, they fucking hated it. Because, <laughs> like, I mean, it's... Um, you, you look at it now and it's like there's, there's apps on your phone where you can put a video like For that sure. together. But, um, at, I was the, the first one to do it. Yeah, I was going to say that. You were the innovator. No one else was doing this oh, at the time. I feel like, and it's so funny you say that, a, a lot of people thought that it was corny. Because, like, if you look at it, it looks like a home-style video. It's, like, quite hoary almost. But I remember thinking, like, this is cool because it encapsulates what it was. It was a dude on holiday in Fiji. Like, it wasn't a music video with a super budget. But, yeah, Warner hated it. <laughs> Warner were like, ah, oh, this fucking sucks. <laughs> but, but, what, what, what did they want to do? Did they have, like, a treatment that they wanted to do? Yeah, yeah, they did. <laughs> it was shit. Um, they wanted me to be around some pretty girls and be singing on a beach in Cameroon. I... Politely turned it down. I just thought it because you don't like beaches, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but I just, uh, bro, I just was dumb. It yeah, just felt yeah. dumb. Where, where did where did that confidence come from to say no to that? Because you know, I was saying before, that was around like, when my dad came in. That's okay. what I'm saying. That's the walk walk tall stuff. I came around yeah. there because my dad was was around and he used to ask me questions. And that's kind of how he fathers. He'll be like, he won't ever say no. He'll say, "What do you think?" And like. You know, so mm. similar with the music video, I was like, "Do you want to shoot another video?" And I'd be like, "Not really." You'd be like, "Why?" And I'd be like, "Oh, I think the video goes itself." Okay, cool. That's your answer. So then I'd go back and say, "I think the video is good by itself." Mm. But that that, that that takes a lot of confidence, I, I think, to to, <clears throat> to stand up for that. You, you know, because you're like, "These, this, this is their job. They know what they're doing. What the fuck do I know?" Yeah. Um, to have, I think that says um, says a lot about you because it'd be easy to just just buckle. Yeah, confidence is a cool word. I, like, ignorance could be another way of putting it. Like, <laughs> stupid and ignorant. Like, I mean, posed as confidence. I uh, I appreciate the compliment, bro. Mm. Yeah, I, I like to think now I'm more confident. But I think back then it was a lot of ignorance and probably me thinking I knew what was right. Like you said, in front of someone who's done this for years, I thought I knew what was right and 
a bit Kanye of me, I think. Mm. <laughs> a bit Kanye Westy of me to, to try to do that. Mm. Oh, no, that's really cool. And then, um, so, so when a song goes to number one and it stays there for 33 weeks, do, mm. do you, you get much money from that? No. 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 So the, the money comes from, like, like the New Zealand shows. deal, live doing shows. live shows. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, so, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, so what, do you, what do you get? Like, it's the, the biggest song ever. Yeah, and it gets played on the radio every three hours or whatever for a, a yeah. couple of months. You get, a, you get like, some money from that? Yeah, for sure. It's like a royalty. Um, How much? Is it just fuck all? No, nah, it's just, it's a, a better way to say it is, like, it, it's quarterly. So, so it's... In the long term, it's actually a lot of money, but in the short quarterly period, it seems like not much, you know, um, for a number one hit song. Like, everyone's saying, yo, you got the number one hit. I'm like, do I? <laughs> Can I get gas? You know? <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's, if I could put a figure on it back then, I, I can barely remember, but it was, I want to say 1500 every two months. Yeah, yeah, it's not a lot, eh? No, it, does, it doesn't sound like much, no. but like, still... Today it's kind of like that, right? So like since six years ago, that's plus the other hit songs, plus the other songs. It starts to make sense, but um, at the time, yeah, it's like I got a number one hit song, and this is this is all you get in royalties. But. Yeah, so, okay, so you, so that, that's um from radio, the yeah the money that radio, radio pays, yeah. And then um, so Spotify, it's like twenty five million listens or something. You get much money from that? Ever? Oh, it's zero point zero zero eight cents per stream. So I mean, do the math. I don't even know what that is. I think it's like two hundred fifty seven streams. For one dollar, <laughs> something like that, bro. Yeah, wow, that's crazy. So if, if you're Ed Sheeran thinking out loud, it's fine. Yeah, you're good. But, yeah, yeah, fuck you. If you're Ed Sheeran, you're all good. It's YouTube, all right? Uh, so I like think the royalties a bit better. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, it's all again little pieces of the pie. Yeah, it makes a nice pie. Yeah. Um, it's it's still chicken feed though, is it? Isn't it really from the yeah. the song itself? For the for yeah to to be called the number one hit guy for sure. Like yeah. you would think because everyone's like, yo, you're the dude and. I'm grateful for all of it, though, bro. Yeah. I, don't want, I don't want to sound like I'm not grateful. Oh, no, not at all. It's just, just an interesting interesting yeah. insight because I suppose there's this, um, you know, I mean, through my years in radio, I saw, saw so many people that you know, were very good musicians and in bands or whatever, and they end up just giving up because it's yeah, just hard. Yeah, it's hard, bro. It's hard, yeah. it's hard fucking work out there. Like yeah. for, every, for every, I don't know, 660 or Dave Dobbin, yeah. you know, there's, uh, there's yeah. someone that's struggling to put food on the table. 100%. So, so then, so the money comes in from other things. So you do like a, a live show, yeah, you get five live, grand, ten grand. Yeah, live shows are cool. You get a couple of grand for that, and then you also get um, the royalties, and also on top of that, sponsorships. So like, you know, I might do a deal with I haven't done with with Nike, but like Nike might approach me and do it. Oh, I've heard of Nike. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know those, those little guys. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, and like so, a combination of those things, you end up being able to form a bit of a business. Yeah, and yeah. merch, selling merch, and. Yeah. yeah, have you done all right? Are you doing all right? Yeah, yeah, good, bro. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you managed. To, like, did you buy a property or anything? Or? No, <laughs> that's a fucking the one thing I should have done. I um, so COVID happened at a weird time, bro, for me. I was about to tour China. Um, I'd been doing a bunch of stuff in Hong Kong, um, and we set up at like, man, it was a fifteen show tour in China, um, which was going to be real lucrative for me and for the people. And I set up an alcohol company there as well, so we we're going to sell the liquor as well. So we we're going to have monopoly on the, the mm. gig. Um, COVID hits, and everything we'd done up to that point just crashed. Bro. I, I couldn't go over there to mm. see the agents. We they couldn't come here. Um, it was a mess. And so, up until that point, I really felt like I was on this high of like, I'm going to be in Forbes one day, like. You know, I, I felt that way. Where after COVID humbled me in a way where I was like, 
I just got to get smart with my money. And that was where property came in. Mm. And I was a bit too, uh, what's the word, excited to to look that way. Um, now I have the wisdom, of, I definitely would think a lot smarter than I did. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah sp- speaking of COVID, so um, your partner's here today. Hello. <laughs> Yeah, and yeah. you guys, um, you guys got together pre, just pre-COVID. Uh yeah. So just on the yeah. verge of the bubble, right? Well, she actually doesn't know who. How long has it been? Four years. Yeah, three, yeah, three, like four. 20, 20. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, twenty twenty. Yeah, Tw- three. Yeah. This a, a long relationship for you? Are you, are you no. a relationship <laughs> guy? Are you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is quite short. The only thing is, three years long or short. Oh, I reckon it's getting it's getting quite long. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I, I wanted to bring this up because of um, I'm just like intrigued about the um, like the complexities of um, having a partner when you you know you're raising a child as well. Like she also has a child. Oh, oh that would make things easier. Yeah, that's a good question. I- I think in, t- in terms of the understanding side, like oh, for, yeah, so, actually, so, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so, we, we, so we, yeah, when you're when you're dating, like when, like, did you you say it on the first date or like, hey, I've, I'm a dad, I've got a daughter. Nah. No, <laughs> no, unless I know that they. Uh, how do I say this? Fuck it out. If I know I'm just gonna have fun, I tap and get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, then no, not at all. Like, what's the point? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But um. Well, it's transactional at that point, isn't it? Uh, they don't need to know. They yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where I, th- I think... If- were, 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 you, were you a bit of a man whore? And, and yeah. And, and the don't worry about it days? No, no, no. no. Don't worry about it days. Nah, it's just when I'm... It's pre don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah. When I'm, no, when I'm single, bro. So I was actually in a relationship during don't worry about it. And, right. Um, when I'm single, I just get, I get uh, excited. <laughs> yeah. And so when I was actually single during... After my breakup with the don't worry about it partner, I was kings for the first time and I'd had money for the first time. Yeah. So there was a lot of fun to be had that I hadn't had. Mm. I well, did. I suppose it goes back to like what you were saying before about yeah, when don't worry about it came out how you didn't know who to trust or whatever. I suppose it's the same with, with, with women as well. It's like, do, yeah. uh, are, are they just using me? And if, if so, I'm fine with that, but yeah. that's what the relationship is. Yeah, yeah, I don't, yeah. That's actually interesting. I don't think I ever looked at it that way. Because, like you said, it was transactional. It was always like, ah, oh, fuck it. We'll go out on a cruise or whatever. Mm. It's all good. Um, yeah, yeah, you're, you're right. It's kind of transactional is such a yuck way to put it, but it's the right way to put it. It's like, well, you know, we, we know what we're doing. We, you're getting something out of it, they're getting yeah, something yeah, out of it. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Everyone that's wins. Yeah, yeah. So that, that was definitely... <laughs> it was a fun transactional period. <laughs> <laughs> Oh gosh! <laughs> oh yeah. So yeah. So, so yeah. With with partners, it's like I suppose you've got to be like super sort of protective of your of your daughter. Like at yeah. what at what point do you did you introduce partners to them? I think what you said uh, was cool. Actually, like with, with us, we that understanding of like school drop offs and like um, I've got to do this thing with kid. My my son's got soccer. My daughter's got netball. Like it's not. You don't have to explain it. You know. Mm. It's just like yeah. Got it. Cool. I'll see you later. Um, where I think with someone who doesn't have a kid, it'll be like school drop off yeah. every day at three o'clock. Oh, so I, yeah. yeah, you never have any time for me. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, there is definitely a benefit in that. Um, parenting styles comes up. Like we've talked about our parenting styles. We have different. She has a son, I have a daughter. Um, so we have different ways of communicating, you know, and um, that's been challenging for us. But it's 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 all like it's all in stride, bro. It's all mm. actually like quite. If you got the fundamentals, communication, anything's 
all good. Yeah. Mm. What about your daughter um, wanting to call anyone mum? Is that, <laughs> oh, is that ever? I know what you're talking about, yeah, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, she's she's had too many mums over the years. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's oh, I heard you on another podcast. Tell it, tell it, yeah, about yeah, this. yeah. It's the uh... so, so, so yeah. Do you, you want to retell it or no? Nah, not really. We don't have to. No, no, no. Or like. Let's just say during the transactional phase of my life, she accidentally <laughs> said, hey, are you my mum to someone? After, yeah. she, after she walked in and caught, she, caught you yeah. horizontally. <laughs> <laughs> Next. <laughs> I'm in the dog box now because yeah, <laughs> I'm walking home, I think. You, you, you seem to be um, one, of these, one of these people, and I, I can relate to some of these traits. It like feels like you're always looking forward. You're always looking at what's next, mm. what's next, mm. what, what's next. But have you, have you had like chance to like pause and reflect about some of the accomplishments and some of the pinch myself moments? And It was uh, by COVID, like I said. COVID, oh yeah. COVID was the thing that did it. Like Only by the grace of God that that would happen. You know? Otherwise, I would have kept sprinting. I'm just that way wired. So COVID kind of forced me to sit down look at my life look at my family look at my finances look at everything and have an honest chat with myself um mm-hmm. so yeah but I, honestly if i didn't if covid didn't happen i probably would be in china right now being a touring artist and having a whole different life to the one i've led yeah yeah, yeah it's, well could you go to china now or are you just not interested oh, it's, it's, was it, it was just there was a time yeah there was a time you know yeah. a time for it rap wasn't really a thing in China where now it's actually a lot popular but we were kind of on the precipice of it becoming cool so um, yeah I, I, I just think it's yeah, timing probably wouldn't be great now. yeah but there were some amazing things though that happened as a result of that like um, yeah, financial reward and whatever else aside like um, opening for TLC yeah, did, uh, you, yeah. did you open for Dua Lipa? I, no, I got to meet Julie at your gosh, at the edge. I feel like I met her. I met her at Warner, and I think I met her at the edge as well. Right? Did she come to the edge. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah she did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. She's cool. Oh, you just met her there, like as a you, you're just waiting outside with your phone for a selfie. Yeah, no, 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 no yeah. <laughs> oh, there was that time, and then at Warner, she was at Warner, and Ed Sheeran um, was there as well. Yeah, that's kind of the beauty of being with Warner, like an art uh, uh, label. Sorry, mm. you get to see all these famous people. Yeah, so, so what happened there? So Warner's um, sort of like schmoozed you or and, and they got you to sign. And yeah. you've got your own thing now, Archangel. Archangel Records, Ar- yeah. Archangel, big yeah. pun. So, so you got out of your recording contract with Warner's. Yep. How come? Uh, I think it was for me a matter of... Uh, I, I can't say anything mean about them because they actually taught me the game mm-hmm. and I got huge huge love for Phil Jeremy everyone that was up there um, you can be mean if you want though Mitch James was on here and he shat on Sony pretty hard yeah 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 <laughs> no, but, no. <laughs> Mitch is a good talk yeah, right yeah yeah no 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 I appreciate him and I, I appreciate you and yeah, um, yeah it, it, and it's quite funny like um you you really do like like walk the you know walk the walk don't you like you talk about living with integrity and then you you just never you never waver from that nah man you're not, I was, you're not uh, shitting on anyone nah, no there's no need to you know yeah. people are shitting on everyone bro the world sucks sometimes so. yeah, yeah um yeah I don't like to aid in that but I will say I, I was a young a young up and coming kid and I felt like. Again, you might think it's confidence, but it did feel like now looking back, it might have been just ignorance that I was like, I can do this. I don't need you. <laughs> that was really the thing. Mm. Talked to my manager. I was like, look, I want to get out of this contract. I think I want to do it myself. I want to take complete ownership. 
Um, and my manager got in with them and we, we got out of the contract. Then I started Archangel. Yeah, cause, so for, for the naive, like, what is the pros and cons of like being an independent artist versus being on a label? That's that's a fucking awesome. Like, question, from right? from like a perspective of someone that's been in radio for many years, yeah. it's like they have people called pluggers that come in. Yes, and their job is to basically speak to the radio. Do they programs. still do that? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. yeah. So they'll, they'll come in and they'll be, you'll be like, what's known as a priority artist. Yeah, yeah. So they'll be like, oh, you know, Warners will come and say, and they'll be like, oh, new Ed Sheeran song, new Dua Lipa song. Yeah. And if you add the King song, and they'll, they'll, they'll be like a, you know, like a squeaky wheel that gets the oil. Yeah, and they'll, wow. They'll push you hard. I do remember that. that I, I wondered if that was still a thing now just because of Spotify, but it probably is. Um, yeah, so during, during the label days, you have everything taken care of. I don't know if you've probably done this all yourself for the most mm. part, right? Yeah. So the label will do it. I'll just be like, I want two microphones, this, I want two cameras. They'll be like, gotcha. And they'll do it. Whereas independent, you're the one fucking hanging up the chain. You're the one getting the sign writer emailing. So it's literally having a team. That, that's really the benefit. Mm. Um, also, the, the downfall is you're paying that team. So you're paying them, you know. <laughs> yeah, and often you, you don't, you, yeah, I mean, it's a trick for young artists, isn't it? Yeah. Like, you don't realise, but it's like the advance that you get. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, not, a, it's not a gift. For sure. It's coming out of your <laughs> potential future earnings. For sure. And so that as well, when I realised, when I had success with Six Figures and a couple other solo songs, um, I realised the work that goes into it, but I also realised the revenue that comes from it. Um, I almost like 10 x my money, honestly, just from that one move, yeah. Wow, my royalty checks changed. They were a lot bigger. My you, everything changed. Like, was it a you know a bloodbath at the time? Was it a nasty split or was it? No, nah, man, no. Nah. And that, that's why I say I love to warn it because yeah, it was kind of this thing where it was like, well, I'm gonna stay here and be miserable. You're gonna hate me, or we can just end this. And it was it was amicable. Mm. I still talk to Phil, uh, who who's part of Warner, and I got love for him, man. He's man. Who's that, Phil Helling? Yeah, yeah, good yeah. dude. Yeah, they're all they're all nice people. Eh? Everyone's yeah. just doing their best and doing exactly. a job. And and um, so, did they have the rights to "Don't Worry About It"? I think they still do now, or it might just be up now. So I, it should be back in my ownership. Right. So yeah. Yeah. Was it, was was that a tussle to get it back, or oh, just contract? Yeah. In the right. contract. Yeah. So yeah. now I could yeah re-release it with a who knows. Might just hold it for a little bit and just like yeah, ah, come back, baby. <laughs> Welcome home. Well, otherwise, otherwise you could have you could have let them have it and done like um, King's version, like yeah, Taylor. Yeah, 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 sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that, that reminds me. So you what? So that song, don't worry about it. What? So you you played it to your dad when you first wrote it, and your dad was like, eh, the, the lyrics are a bit shit or something like nah, that. No, no, no. So we're in um, we're in Fakatani, and it was just a Christmas thing, and the the story that that. It's kind of the most common story, and it's the right story, but there was another part to it. I had to, I was sitting on the beat for months, bro. I just loved the beat. I was like, the beat's sick. Because, you know, the ooh, ahs, that, that's a song in itself. Makes you feel a certain way as soon as it starts. Sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah there, there's, there's, there's a few songs like that. Like another one that springs to mind, like for me personally, uh, music's so subjective, it's, um, would be Clocks from Coldplay. Okay. As soon as you hear that piano at the beginning, ding, ding, like, ding, oh, ding, 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 just ding. makes you feel a certain way. And yeah, your, yeah. your song has the exact same effect well, on me. So OMC, I, How Bizarre, that's another Yeah, one. sick. Yeah, the guitar, ding, ding, mm. ding, ding. Yeah. So that was it for me. I was like, the beat, I'm sold. Um, and then as I was writing the lyrics, uh, we just had no cash. I had no money at the time. And it was kind of like a don't worry about it. Like my dad was just like, oh, don't worry about it. It's going to be cool. And my daughter's on the playground and run free boy run free that's what i would have said to the young me was literally the lyric as i'm looking at her on the playground mm. um that's what started it um 
Yeah, bro. And like I said, you never know it's going to be. You never know. Maybe there are people, like maybe Michael Jackson knew he was going to be a hit record guy, but I, I, you just don't know. Like, I still release songs now that get a lot of love, and I'll be like, fuck, cool. So that's the one. Like, mm. you, you can never really know. So, so, since then, have you had like a, a, had a thing where you write a song and you're like, is this going to be... Is this going to be another? Don't worry about it. Ah, uh, right. You mean like the um, like almost like chasing chasing yeah. that high again? Probably, you know what? I feel like I've done it. Like I've done it enough times to not be scared to release what I want now. Mm. Like uh, Six Figures had massive success. You you do, which was another single. Um, help me out. I've yeah, help, help me out's a massive yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. So I've had some. I've had that success mm. enough times for me to go like, cool. Now what do I want to release? Like now I've done mm. the commercial success route um as an artist what i want to say and i think it's where, I'm, where i've been at for that album anyway this yeah. is the most recent one yeah yeah and um oh there's, there's another really good song which um had a little bit of radio play it's probably my favorite song of yours like the rebound one rebound oh yeah. oh um with the whistle i yeah, feel bad do, for your do, rebound do, 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 do. Oh, temporary me temporary yeah, me yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right that's a great shit. song how did you not remember it yeah <laughs> bro <laughs> i've written a, a couple songs i've written a couple songs yeah how many how, you, you're quite a prolific songwriter right yeah bro over a thousand man for sure wow yeah but that's in this span of how many years we've been doing it. Yeah, mm. a long time yeah so, so so yesterday when you couldn't come over and do the podcast because you were writing do you is it because you're like I've, I've got something i need to i need to put pen to paper or do you like have no tomorrow at 10 o'clock to midday i'm writing and you just mm. sit down with a blank what do you reckon? It's a, it's just in and out. Eh? Yeah. yeah, it's like, bro, like, it's a bad thing, actually, I think. So, like, when inspiration hits, I'll kind of just hit it, like, on, like, straight away. And sometimes that will take me out of being a dad, you know? Like, I'll, I'll have a commitment that I'm like, fuck, and I'll get stressed and feel things. So, so it's like, that's like an ADHD thing, hyperfixating. Hyper yeah, I wonder if it is. I wonder mm. if, like, yeah. My mum was like, yeah, you, you were diagnosed. And I was like, fuck, I don't know. Because the way I understand ADHD is you can't focus. But then I can, can hyper-focus. Yeah, well, that's, a, that's the confusing thing about it. Yeah. I, I reckon I've got it as well. But yeah, uh, right. th these things were never diagnosed when I was a, when I was a kid. Right. But yeah, you, you find it hard to focus, but then you can, you can hyper-fixate on something. When you hyper-fixate on something, apparently it's, you're like a dog with a, yeah, a chew yeah. toy and... And just, you just yeah, want to long. get it done, and okay. you lose hours. And that's another form of ADHD. Yeah, yeah, okay. it's a maybe I got it, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Why does it matter? Yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter. Oh, yeah. So, so what? What were the original lyrics that your dad challenged you on? Uh, it wasn't that he challenged. It was no. just that I was writing it in here. He just he came up with the. He was just like, oh, don't like, don't worry about it. it was literally the lyric that stuck. Like, mm. like, don't worry about that. We didn't have money. Don't worry about that. Everything's going to be okay. Yeah. And that was the thought that stuck with me. Right. But I was I was writing. Just, just writing. Yeah, and how did how did you sort of mend your relationship with your dad? Because it, yeah. it was quite badly fractured, eh? It was bad. I right? feel like you yeah. you were quite like burned or scarred from the experience. For sure. Yeah, I think I think any young boy is, you know, uh, who doesn't have a, a male role model. We how did we start that? I was still doing counselling, and I did a course called Have you heard of Landmark, bro? Landmark Forum? No, I don't think I have. Okay, so it's like a communication course or like a tools yeah. course. And um, that really helped me heal a lot of that relationship, like just that course. Um, the course kind of forces you to 
to do things that have always been on your mind. A good example is like, if I asked you, is there someone in your life right now that you you need to have a conversation with? And if whoever the person is that just came to mind, call them. So that's kind of what the course. Oh my god! Yeah. so many people. Yeah, yeah. and so that, that's what the course does. It's like gives you a list, and it's like call them all and say exactly what that thing is. Like boom, boom, boom. So I call my dad in the course. I'm like, I fucking hate you. You know, you you, you were never there. Blah 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 blah. And and then I call my mum, and I'm like, Don't hurt me. <laughs> Please don't beat me up. But I don't like you either. You know. Like, <laughs> is that kind of? I know you're kind of joking, but is that sort of like the tone of the yeah, conversation? Yeah, there's a bit of that, you know. Yeah. Of course, you're always going to be, especially when you're kind of. I was 15 around then. Yeah. Yeah. I um, suppose you had a lot of stuff to get out for sure. And so, yeah. So I call my dad, and I'm like, you know, I, you were never there, and all these things. And then he just replied like, "It's all good. I love you." And so it was gone. Like kind of in that phone call. Like obviously there was a lot more to heal, but that initial bridge that we couldn't cross for so long was, was obliterated. Yeah. And from there, just cause he sort of like neutralized it. He didn't come back and say, well, fuck you. Yeah, well, fuck you don't you. know exactly. this fucking story. Exactly. Your mum didn't let me do this. Or, sure. yeah, it wasn't yeah, combative. Yeah. It was very like understanding. It was, a, it was a man listening to a kid crying. Yeah. You know? It wasn't like a dad telling a son. It was just like a man listening to a kid. And, and, that was really the the starting point to our yeah. friendship now, and and you've got a great relationship with both your parents now. Yeah, oh, I love them both, man. Yeah, very grateful, man. Do you know how hard it is to be a parent, bro? It sucks. <laughs> no, I, I, I don't. Oh, actually, you know, I, I can't. Yeah, you just actually, bro. yeah, yeah. No, no I, I kind of do. Like when uh, JJ and uh, myself were together, we had like a family adoption. Yes. Um, one of her nephews came to live with us from the age of like four years bro, and eleven I don't months. Know why I thought you had kids. Yeah, no, no. Oh, you I don't, didn't have kids? No. Oh, fuck. I, I had a tumour. I've been unable to have kids. But, oh, fuck. Um, that's shit. Weird. Yeah, yeah, it's, Sorry, bro. It's, it's, quite, it's quite funny, eh? So I, I, had this, I had this tumour which was um, diagnosed and then taken out probably in my early 30s, I guess. And it was just around about the time that JJ and I were married a couple of years and we were starting to have a family. Like, you start right. to wait for everything to be perfect. Right. Oh, You're like, yeah, I, right, right, right. And then um, the way it worked out for you, like, yeah, being a t- like a teenage dad, it's probably, there's never the perfect time. No. No, nah, that wasn't the perfect time. <laughs> just you know, that's not the one. Yeah, I don't know if uh, you know. I, I think of people. I almost get slightly envious of like parents who have done it. You know the way that you, you and JJ were going to mm. do it, like thought and and carefully thought out. Um, when mine was literally like a, a thing in a park, you know, and I, I, I almost don't like that um, because my daughter's legacy is so much bigger than that, and yeah. I, it's like a damn I wish I took more thought into it you know sometimes I wish I was a fucking virgin bro mm. honestly I'm like man the amount of people I've been with that have like we've given each other energy and it's gross like mm. I feel like how many what's your number you oh, reckon nothing <laughs> <laughs> I reckon one just the one on is the is it like your song six figures yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh no I'm definitely walking up yeah Oh, really? This is a, 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 bit, um, a, bit, a bit, maybe a bit sort of woo woo, but like, yeah, do you think when you've, when you've slept with someone, you like, you give like part of your soul? Now like, I do, bro. Do you? Yeah, I think back in the day, of course not. I was just flanging everywhere, but now it's like, and even before now, it's important, bro. Like, let's say I come into your house, right? And I, I just have a shitty day and I'm fucking your energy up. As soon as I leave, it stays, it lingers. I believe mm. that, you know, and you might have a bad attitude and then, the next person you interact with, you, you f- fuck them off. And I believe that. And so if you're doing something as intimate as engaging in fucking sex, surely that leaves something, bro. Like mm. that can't just be like, sweet, all right, text you next week. Like there's something that you, we've left 
in that space and I, I just don't like that I was so oblivious to who that was uh, growing up. Yeah. Mm. yeah. But I think I think that's that's good though, eh? If you can grow if you get to your mid thirties and you don't have any regrets, then I think that's a little bit sad. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. as long as oh, as long as, yeah. as long as you do stuff and you learn. Oh you for learn sure. Oh yeah, sorry, yeah, no, yeah. For sure, yeah. Uh, I guess I said that in a negative way. I mean, no, like, no, no, no. Yeah. You didn't say it in a negative way. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad I've done it for sure. Like, yeah. I, I, the the people that I met are beautiful as well, you know. Um, but yeah, that is a, that's a, it's. I don't know, bro. Just sex is fucking weird. And it, well, I, and <laughs> is it something that you've th- thought more about? I mean, you're 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 very content in a long term relationship at the moment, but also I've always have, been, bro. Having. Always been. I've always wanted long term relationships. Yeah. yeah, like I'm always in them. Has your like opinion or thoughts on sex changed? Like as your daughter gets older and older, and you're like, that's uh, probably a big yeah, part of really? it too. I think that's probably the main part of it. You're like, freaking out right yeah, now, like, yeah, oh my yeah. God. yeah, and like, and yeah, bro, like, yeah, exactly. I, I think as I mature, you know, I, I realize these things. And how are you going to navigate that? Like, are you going to be protective, or are you just going to be like a good communicator and conversationalist and? Yeah, I think, <laughs> is the angry, the yeah, angry yeah, kingdom going to come yeah, back? Yeah. <laughs> it's it's already come up, you know, to a degree. Like she's had, um, well, like she's twelve, thirteen, so she said, "I've got a boyfriend," and like that kind of young, yeah, yeah, yeah. thing. And I, I have for the most part not been what I thought I'd be, which was like this like angry dad with a shotgun kind of thingy. Yeah, if anything, I'm just like, oh, how's that, bub? Like I'm like just encouragement, encouraging her to be happy. Um. So yeah, I mean, there's nothing sinister happening yet. I think mm. maybe at 18, when some guy takes advantage of her, then maybe I'll lose it. But um, for, for now, it's it's love and happy and light and exciting. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't imagine what that'll be like. Like when, uh, uh, like if someone breaks her heart, like yeah. just as a dad, because it's like there's probably part of you that thinks, well, I'll go and I'll go and smash him. But, yeah, yeah. but the reality is, you, you won't. Of like, course, you, like you just want to fix your broken daughter. For sure, for sure. I even think that traditionally, like if you think about marriage. That that whole idea is, doesn't seem that that prominent today. Like I feel like marriage. We what was the stats? It was like a it's a decline in marriages. I heard that the other day. Yeah, but like um, if forty years ago or something, by the time a woman was um, twenty five, so yeah. over fifty percent of the population was married. Yeah. And now it's fuck all. That's none, bro. Yeah, yeah, and that's where she's growing up. Where I've I've kind of always been traditional. Like I, I like the the role of like male female marriage kind of thing. So. My daughter's in just a whole new environment, so I, mm. I, I wonder. Polygamy? 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 Yeah. Like, that's where you can have more than, like, four partners or some shit. And I'm like, man, what if she turns into a polygamy? Poly- I'm like, oh, fucking, <laughs> I don't even know how to deal with that. <laughs> Jesus, you know? Do you, you want to get married at some point yourself? I, bro, I would. Uh, I think, I think it's what we got to do, right? Mm. To vote. How do you, how, like, how, how do you know when, how do you know when, you, when it's the right one? Oh, man, I don't think you can. Is it just a case, case of doing it and then just making it the right one? Like yeah. doing it and then making it work? Yeah. I, I, I probably sound like an old dude, but like... <laughs> like bro, I've read so many books on like women and, and trying to be... Not so many books. I've read books on, on relationships. And, and it is kind of a, a matter of picking someone and just choosing them. Mm. Um, as opposed to finding the perfect one. Cause that that just does that's a myth, isn't it? It's a unicorn. Yeah, bro. You change yeah. every three years. I think it's three, four years. It's like a circadian. Bro, I'm, again, I'm getting too fucking technical. But every couple of years, you change your interest. Like you run now, and you've been running forever. But there'll be a year where you have a different interest, mm. and then you're a different person from that interest. You just 
your yeah. mind changes. You, yeah, I'd agree with that. I haven't I hadn't thought about it from a cyclical perspective, like the yeah. amount of time or years. But yeah, yeah you're, you're changing and evolving all the time for sure. Um, yeah. Or well, you're hitting but, the gym. You know, when you, you know when you hit the gym and you have a good stint of it, and you go for like six months hard out, and then mm. there's a stint where you eat shit for six months. Yeah, you're a totally different person. Oh yes. Yeah, so speaking of eating, eating, eating shit. I, I, <laughs> I don't. Oh no! 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 Your music is unquestionable. But um, I don't know if you want to get into this or not because it's it's very personal. But yeah, yeah, what happened with um? You, oh, the weight. You're, you're the quite weight big for a while. I eh, after. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah. I put on. Jeez, my heaviest was like one eighty nine. Kgs, yeah, big bro. What are you now? Uh, fuck, I don't know. No, I'm born one twenty. One forty. One thirty. Yeah. What 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 happened? Was it a psychological <laughs> psychological eating? Or? Uh, I think kind of what we're talking about the isolation. Yeah. Um, when you hit this like huge strike of fame, early or not early, but quite fast, you have to like release the stress somehow. And so for me, it was eating. I just would eat. Um, also celebrating, which was kind of funny because in our culture, Maori, you celebrate. Um, you eat when you celebrate. You eat when you're at a tangi. You eat all the time. <laughs> like it's kind of this is what you do. You're, you're eating a lot, and so you know I'm winning these awards, so I'll celebrate. I open for TLC. I celebrate, and and then when I'm feeling low, I I eat, and it's just a vicious cycle of fucking mm. eating, bro. And um, yeah, it got to the point where it was just too big. I was too big. I was struggling to bend and do things and. Uh, so I actually got a um, the operation. The um, oh, like a gastric sleeve gastric or something. S- gastric sleeve. bypass sleeve. Yeah, sleeve. The one where it's cut in half. You, you, so, so what do they? What do they do? They they I think make your stomach half. smaller. Yeah, there's three different versions of it. This I'm always confused. There's like a sleeve where it's like they cut half of your stomach off. There's a bypass where they remove your stomach, and there's another one where they rubber tie a rubber band to it. Um, so I'm pretty sure I got the sleeve. And essentially, it's half your stomach, so you can't eat as much. So you, so you just have like a little snack, and you feel full. Kind of. Yes. Or, or the, the alternative is what I was doing for a long time. Still, kind of struggle with today is you purge, uh, you vomit because it's it's too big. Unreal. Yeah. So my my mind will still be like you're hungry because of the the way I am, and my stomach's like you can't eat. So then that message to my brain to my stomach sometimes doesn't match and I'll, I'll end up having a vomit yeah did you have to pay for that or was that uh yeah yeah i paid for that price how much like 20 20 yeah 23 20, yeah. was it was that a big decision or sort of a no-brainer it was a no-brainer for me because i couldn't fucking bend <laughs> like I, I couldn't do shit i was like this sucks and going to the gym was was definitely a viable option but it was also i had money at the time and there was an opportunity and i was just like seize seize the day you know and get it done, yeah. No, no regrets about it. Nah, bro. My my only my only regret is that I didn't get the mental sorted because, like I say, the purging stuff is is difficult. Oh, so you have have you still got like a complex relationship with food? Yeah, st- yeah, 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 yeah. Still now. Um, what is it? What What's your weakness? Is it like K fried or fuck? Nah, it's actually like, bro. I love Asian food. Eh? <laughs> Asian food, Asian Japanese food. food is actually my favorite food. <laughs> So it's handy that she's Japanese. <laughs> Always eating out. Ah, that was stupid. <laughs> and a snacker. A, right. a violent snacker. So when I'm in the studio, I, I, I'll have something at hand, like a pack of chips or something. Right. Yeah. What other vices? Did, did you ever lean on like alcohol or drugs? Nah, bro. No. Nah. Never been much never of a party, think? dude. No. Nah. Like I've had fun for sure, but like, nah. It was always food. 
and punishing myself with like no sleep. So like I'd work, I'd work like two late hours of sometimes two days straight. I'd work. Yeah. Have you seen the Avicii doco? No. I mean, it's a sad demise of Avicii in the end. He yeah, took yeah. his own life, but um, same same sort of thing. Like he's just on his computer working, yeah. and his people around him are bringing him food, and he's just he's just head down. Yeah, there's, there's some, um, yeah, there's some parallels there for sure. That's that's got to be an ADHD thing. Yeah, fuck, I reckon it's it is. Yeah. Exciting. Okay, well, have you, I'll take it. Have you got any therapy about the food or anything? Or have you talked to anyone about it? Where's yeah, like uh, well, during the operation, you you have to eat jelly, bro. It's kind of like this jelly shit that's fucking horrible um and during that time you kind of have to manage your food because you actually don't you can't purge it because it's like your vitamins and minerals like everything um in these small packets so um i got good at one point and then i went through an adjusting period and then slowly it just started to to get worse again um Mm -hmm. yeah so yeah, I, I don't know if I've done the work, but I definitely I know what it takes to do it the right way, um, and it's a matter of doing that. Mm. Yeah. God, life's exhausting, eh? There's always something to work on. <laughs> oh, I love it, bro. Yeah, you do, I love it, do you? Yeah, for sure, man. Yeah, yeah. And how's, how's your mental health? Mentally, you're in a good spot. Good, bro. Yeah. yeah. Has it always been? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. I want to say yeah. I think I have a lot of tools. Yeah. From, from all the from all the um, all the anger management or therapy. Mm. Uh, I think the hardest time was COVID, but I think that was everyone. Like mm. it was just kind of like a big thing for everyone. You're, pro- know, you're, you're, you're probably in a better position than most because of all that work you've done. I mean, yeah. the uh, like the teen suicide rates in New Zealand are like just alarmingly high, and Bro, I, I, I think it's because people get angry and frustrated and they don't yeah. know how to communicate. Yes, yeah, so if, if 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 you weren't forced to do all that work during those years, I mean, yeah. who knows who knows where you'd be, or even if you'd be today. Bro, I was gonna say it's like a catch twenty two. I talk about it heaps, like. You know, there's like eight hours of sleep. There's all these rules mm. to, to have this perfect kind of life. And it's like, bro, if I didn't punish myself and stay up two nights in a row, I wouldn't be here. So there's a level of like responsible, talk to your friends. And then there's a level of shut the fuck up and get busy. Like mm. it's, it's a double thing. Yeah. You can't have too much like, oh, today I had a yogurt. And like, you can't be too that. And you can't be too Avicii. You have to kind of. Find the balance. Find that sort of happy medium. Yeah. yeah. And, and so what about The Traders? So The Traders is a, a TV show. Mm. It was on um, oh, early in 2023. Can you know? Or can you is ask it? for another? Oh, yeah. yeah. Grab a bottle of water out of the, out of the fridge. So, just spill up one of these bottles. Um, you yeah, see, so on, the, on the, the Traders, which is a reality TV show yeah. hosted by Paul Henry, given the, the stage you're at in your, your life now where you, you're living with integrity... Why did you go on a show like that? Like, oh, it's like the traders, yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> like it's you, you, it's basically all about lying, eh? And who, <laughs> yeah. Who's got the best poker face, really? Bro, <laughs> yeah, yeah. well, I, I actually got so I got pitched that, um, I want to say by Warner actually, or it was like a Warner TV show, and the concept was so cool. I've been I've been pitched for like Celebrity Treasure Island and all those other ones. I've just turned them down. I don't know, like do you? It's all good. Do what you want to do. But for me, I just felt like I. I didn't want to be on those shows. This one was the first one. I was like, this is interesting. Like, what a cool concept. Um, and that's a, that's what got me on it. And um, I did it. And I kind of... It was hard, bro. It was very hard. Thank you. It's hard to sit there knowing people are lying to you. You got people like Brooke Howard Smith who's talking 100 miles an hour. <laughs> and then you got like Colin... Colin Jeff- oh, Colin yeah, 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 yeah. Who's like always smoky looking you. And like, there's all these personalities. So it's... um. 
Colin loves that sort of stuff, He's eh? Loves the game. Yeah. I actually, but, actually feel like we became friends on the show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are, what are your re- recollections of that? So you turn up. Do, do, when do you find out who the other contestants are? On the day. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So we... You, you, you would have known of most people, I guess? Yeah, yeah. Like, um, Mike Peru, I'd seen him... T- I'd seen yeah. everybody around. Yeah. But I, I didn't know them. Um, so, yeah, now we're locked in this fucking cabin and we got to know each other. So it was cool. But, again... I'm getting to know a version of them that's highly paranoid, you know. I'm not. I'm not getting to know them. Um, but like, like we're, we're still, we still we all talk now. We all got a group chat and we all chat and talk shit. To yeah, well, I mean, yeah. There's there's no animosity. With, you, know, you you got to separate like yeah. a reality TV show to real life. Uh, you never know, but like like some of the stuff that was said, like it felt real, you know. Yeah. Like there was a point where I got real heated and they took it out of the edit, which is probably the right thing to do. But I was like gonna. I was angry, man, like properly angry. And um, yeah, so it was real. It was real. There was a lot of emotions, but we all came out there at the end happy, I think. Yeah. So yeah, what other shows have you been asked on? Celebrity Treasure Island, Dancing yeah. with the Stars? Dancing with the Stars, twice I've been asked that. Why, um, why did you say no to that? I, like, see, Celebrity Treasure Island, I can understand because it can, it can portray, they can portray you in a negative way. Right. Or, I, I think it was just the shows. I was just like, oh, I don't want to do the shows. Because Traders, it's the first time it's been done where I feel like I would have been like on the, the ninth version of any of those other shows. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, oh, I don't want to do that. Um, Dancing with the Stars also as well. I was like, I'm, I can't dance for shit. So I was just like, why do you guys want me? I was like, and I was big when they first asked me. I was like, bro, who's going to lift me up? <laughs> no one's lifting me on a tango, bro. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, that's fun. Any um, any regrets? Anything like you've you've said yes to or no to that you're like, fuck, why did I do that? Nah, that, nah, nah. None. I mean, there was a time where I felt alienated with the um, the Air New Zealand video, but to be honest, nah. Hey, how do you mean? Uh, the Air New Zealand video when it when it first came out. Yeah, it's funny because Shook was actually a flight attendant, so she had to watch that video over and over again. And when we finally caught up, she was like, "Hey, so you know how uh, I fucking hate that video." <laughs> Like the safety video. I'm going to have to re. I forgot all about that. I'm going to have to rewatch it. So, so you rapping it? Yeah. Yeah. Did you write the rap or? I wrote. Yeah. We we all wrote a version of it. Yeah. What is it? Can you remember the lyrics? Oh, uh, no. Nah. <laughs> Even if I did, I'm not fucking doing it. What were you rapping like a safety thing? Like the yeah. Oxygen, put your belt right? on and stow your uh, yeah. So is that all so, we're getting? So your bags on the high... I can't even remember the rules. Yeah. Well, why, um, why, why do you regret that? Oh, it's not that I regret oh, it. No. It was just that during that time, it was, um, it was considered one of the worst... Like, it got pulled down the fastest that any other Air New Zealand video had been taken down. Oh, because it was, like, uh, unpopular or annoying? It was, or... like, seven minutes long. Oh, okay. I think it was, like, ultra long. Right. Um, there was a lot of things about it people didn't enjoy. So it came down quick. But... Um, yeah, so there was a moment we went, we're going to Homegrown uh, in Wellington and all of the artists are on the plane and they all kind of turn around and look at me and they're like, you fucking dick. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no. So, oh, like, they, were they looking at you like you fucking dick? Or, like, oh, there's, probably, probably, there's probably like a little bit of envy there. Nah, maybe, nah, I, a lot of them were like, good on you for getting, getting the bag. Yeah. Good on you for getting your work done. But a lot of them were looking at you like, fuck it. So, um, you can't tell me that... that Anyone else, given the same opportunity, would turn it down? Oh, maybe they would. I don't know. I, I, again, I didn't have management, so I, I was doing that deal by myself, bro. Mm. Just like a hoary dude pulling up in this meeting with all these executive people, and I'm like, I want this amount of money. And they were like, oh, 
should we talk to your team? I'm like, I am the team. Like, you know, so for me, it was in that way, it was like the coolest thing I've ever done. That's why I can't really, reg- I don't regret that I did it. Is it still on YouTube? We no. Have to- <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, from what I hear, it's totally. You have to watch it. All right, thanks so much. Oh, no. <laughs> go, go, go. The, 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 the lights are still on, so you have to remain seated. Right, so, so your, your relationship, so were you a fan of his music prior to meeting? How did you guys you meet? I didn't really know my... Oh. I need to worry about it because it was everywhere. Yeah, was yeah. Back, yeah. Um, but not really. I'm like an R&B gal. Mm. Yeah. So she really just like knew you for, for Don't Worry About It and the safety video. Yeah, horrible. <laughs> I didn't even know it was you on the safety video. Oh, really? No, no. Oh. You just knew that you hated it. And then you yeah, found out. I just had to listen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. How, how did you guys meet? Uh, yes, yeah, so it was during the COVID, COVID pandemic. I'd seen her on Flavor, the radio session. Um, Tickled my fancy, I guess. A, oh, were you a presenter on Flavor? I it was like a Sunday show, right? And it Culture was separate to Flavor, but they let us use their studio, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Well, yeah. You, when, when you came into interviews with the Edge, you never cracked onto me. No, <laughs> oh, yeah. the look. <laughs> the look wasn't there for me. Though. Oh, that's cool. And um, so, so what's next? So you got this new album out. Yes, uh, Dad, son, your fifth album. Last, what? How can you say it's your last rap album? Uh, when I say, like, I mean, last rap project is in that took two years to write, and it was really deep. And there's probably, I want to say, forty songs on the cutting room floor that didn't make the album. So, just to give you perspective of how long I I wrote it, and um, it was taxing, bro. It was like really taxing to go back to my childhood and like remember like all this pain and try to write from it. And on top of that, I, I have a newfound relationship with God um, quite recently. And I, I want to be able to bring light and positivity to my music as opposed to, not that it's negative, just like I felt like I was in a negative space writing it. So um, the, the music from now on, not that rap is negative either, I shouldn't say that. It's just the art form of that for me was was <clears throat> hard, hard to navigate. Mm. Um so the music that I'm doing now is just stuff that makes you you can put it on and listen to it with your family and like you just feel good it's just feel good music um, and put a bit of light in the world that is currently a very dark place yeah yeah I, I, I agree I agree like if yeah if you can make someone's journey a bit easier yeah why the fuck not for sure and what was the what was the journey with God how did how did that come about were you, were you ra- raised religious no 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 I I I've always believed in a higher purpose, whether it be, <clears throat> I used to call it the universe. Um, but quite recently, yeah, I, I, um, I needed something to help make sense of everything. Yeah. Um, again, so in terms of mental health, I've never been, that's actually been fine for me, but it was just mm. something. My daughter's at an age now where she can look after herself. She's, you know, talking to me normally. She's not a baby anymore. She's she's grown. And so I'm like, what's my purpose now? I've raised this beautiful young girl and she's cool and we're financially in a cool place. Um, what's next? And so the relationship with God is really something to keep my head 
firmly on my shoulders instead of like, oh, now I want to go do something else or now I want to do something else. Just stay focused and stay being a great father, be a great partner, mm. be, a, be a great man. Yeah, but how does that start as an adult? Like I can understand if you get into a relationship and your partner's religious and you're like, oh, I might tag along and see this or you got some friends. Yeah. But do you do you, you Google, you know, what, what is the church for me? Or oh, like, oh, I see what you say. How did it actually come, come to yeah, my life? Yeah, you, like, you feel like I need something else in my life. Yeah. But then like, No, no, no. So it was, it was the relationship needed strengthening. That's a better way to put it. Yeah, yeah. I knew – I've always believed in a God, yes. like I said, and I, it was just to – Strengthen that bond with something uh, that I believe is is um, important. The way I can relate it to my life is that I have someone that loves me or something that loves me regardless of what I do, um, which is a special thing to have, you know, to know that you feel loved no matter what you do. Uh, if you fuck up, you can say, hey, sorry, and you're forgiven, you know, and... Um, that's just a nice feeling to have. Mm. It's a nice feeling to have someone there always. Um, yeah. Yeah, thanks so much for sharing. No, nah, no, you're the first person to hear that. Bro. What, what about you? Do, like, do you love yourself? Yeah. You yeah. Yeah. Probably too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Probably too much. No, nah, I, 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 it's instilled in me now, but I, I can say I, I, I struggled with that, yeah. But, mm. Yeah, bro, I love myself. I, I love... I, you can't love somebody properly until you love yourself. Yeah, yeah, I, I believe that. Hey, this has been a hell of a chat. Fuck yeah, it's quite, it's it's quite cool. And this is one thing I'm loving about doing this podcast. It's like I don't know how many times we've we've um, interviewed before. Yeah. Like maybe ten times. Never yeah. this deep. No, no, no. And each time it's um. Yeah, like, it's like we talked about some sexual relationships being transactional. Like a, I feel like a radio interview is sort of transactional. It's like it's yep. a five-minute chat. Yeah, we ask you some goofy questions. You give us short answers, yeah. um, but you don't get to like scratch beneath the surface. And no, it's and been you know, cool, bro. bro. There's one, one thing I remember with you at the edges. You were always very nice to me, bro. You always really nice to me. And I even remember when you left radio, and we'd caught up kind of out. Just social, socially, and you always you always had the time of day for me, so I appreciate that, bro. Yeah. Oh, likewise, likewise. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, when I read that article about you earlier this year, and you talked about living with more integrity, it was a bit of a head scratcher for me because yeah. I thought, oh, the 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 kingdom that I, I've got to know, yeah. which is only very briefly over yeah. the years, um, it was always like a like a stand up guy. Very obliging. That's why I asked if you had a problem saying no to things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'd ask yeah. you to come in and judge some stupid fucking parody song contest or whatever, and you'd come in. Oh yeah, come it was on. always really good of you. Well, bro, I love that stuff. Like that was a that was one thing that never fit me with the rap thing. Like, there's an element of really coolness to to hip hop, and I'm a dad first, so like I'm gonna be a clown to my daughter on the swing, and like I'm gonna be the goofy dude first. So hip-hop was always secondary to that. So when I'd do a John and Ben skit or something, I did used to feel like hip-hop would be like, that's corny, bro. And I'd be like, bro, my daughter means more to me than all you motherfuckers. Mm. And that mm. was what the vibe was. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Jeez, your mum must be really proud of the son she's raised. I hope so. Yeah. Has she said? I don't think... Yeah, I think... No, I think she yeah. said, but I also... She's a woman who... I don't think she needs to say it. It comes out and just, yeah. her, you know what I mean? Yeah. Actions yeah. rather than Yeah, words. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and by, by saying that, I'm, I'm, I'm meaning nothing about the music at all. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely yeah, yeah. nothing about the music or yeah. the success or any of the trappings that have come as a result of that. I'm yeah. Just of the, the boy that she's raised. Yeah. I hope so, man. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. Hey, thank you so much for coming right. around and being on the podcast, man. Epic, man. Thanks for having me.
Dobbs on the Dom Harvey podcast. Thanks for listening all the way through. I'm hoping that means you enjoyed the conversation. And if you did, please rate the podcast five stars on your app and subscribe to the podcast as well to ensure you never miss a future episode. I came across some stats online that something like 80% of listeners don't subscribe, they just listen. Also, another option available is to watch the episodes on YouTube. Just search the Dom Harvey podcast to find them. Just before we go, big shout out to the legendary brands making the growth of this podcast possible. They are the Generate KiwiSaver Scheme and Radix Nutrition. Radix have just released their version 9 meal range. These freeze-dried, just-add water meals stack up nutritionally and they taste amazing. You won't believe the vast range of flavours either. If you're really busy or just can't be asked cooking but still want to eat well, you've got to try these out. RadixNutrition.co.nz Radix is spot R-A-D-I-X. This episode is also brought to you by the Generate KiwiSaver Scheme. Generate is an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of chart-topping long-term performance. If you want to make sure you're making the most of your KiwiSaver account, talk to an advisor now. Head to generatekiwisaver.co.nz forward slash get advice. A copy of their product disclosure statement can be found there too. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited. And of course, past performance does not guarantee future returns. Thanks very much, Generate. And thanks very much, Radix. And especially thank you for listening to the Dom Harvey podcast. Hope to see you next week. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.